This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Kyle Madsen of the Candlestick Chronicles podcast, and this is Blue Wire. All right, what's going down? I am here solo bolo. Everybody make sure they keep Fallon in the prayer. She is in the hospital. She's having a minor, minor, minor surgery. That's what we're going to call it. So we're saying she is going to be 100% in a few. So it is keeping it 300. I have my beautiful wife here, Tamika Jones, and I am just going to pick her brain because it's something that I've never even done just to see how life as an NFL wife was for her. So my first question to her is, how was it? How was life as an NFL wife? Um, Well, I don't want to say NFL wife, but as your wife, um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed the ride and a lot of good memories made, a lot of traveling and you take the highs with the highs and the lows with the lows. So what was the most difficult part about being married to James Jones as an NFL player? I would say the time and dedication that you put into your craft. I mean, it was difficult on my end because you were gone and working out. And then, of course, you know, putting in the extra time. So just the time away from the home probably was the most difficult part. So you see that, Green Bay and Raider Nation, how dedicated I was to you guys to trying to put a very good product on the field. I took time away from my family, my wife and my kids. Well, you were dedicated to the family. Yes, and them, you know, because that's how I provided for you guys. So I had to be dedicated to both. So I want to know, what's the, like, how do you deal with when, like, the media and people say bad things about your husband? Well, that's tough, too, because... Um, I've been at games where, let's say, I don't have your jersey on and a fan doesn't know that I'm your wife and they're ripping you anew. Um, it was pretty tough during the drop season. <laughs> what was that? Uh, 2010 um, in Green Bay. But, I mean, they just have no filter. They say what they want to say, and I get it. Um, but sometimes I think they forget that. You have a family. Um, it can be difficult at times, but it comes with the territory, too. Um, I always understood that. And like you always say, never read the press clippings. When you're good, you're amazing. When you're bad, you suck. So you just kind of learn just to go with the flow. Did you ever respond to any of those fans? No, but I did. Like in Green Bay, I was bundled up one day and your jersey was underneath. Mm -hmm. One day I took my jacket off for a little bit just so they could pay attention that it's Jones on the back. Then they got pretty quiet. So you sucked it up in the cold just to make a point? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, I appreciate you. So so you ride. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so I want to – first I want to start with Green Bay. Okay. How was Green – because, I mean, we play football. Everybody loves us in Green Bay. We play football. (laughs) But how was your experience in Green Bay, the football, the city, all that? 
Green Bay, you know, they'll always have a soft place in my heart. I love Green Bay. Um, They just do a good job from the day you get drafted, making you feel like you belong, like you're a part of the family, top to bottom. Um, There's it's, everyone's touchable in the organization too. It's not like, okay, oh, it was Ted Thompson. I couldn't approach him and have a conversation with him. Um, I thought that was important too. And then they did a good job of taking care of the significant others, making sure we felt included, making sure we knew what was going on at all times, the communication. And when you guys were gone, they had activities and events for us. So it was just a family. Um, the city was amazing as well, small which I thought was good from for both of us coming from a big city just to have a change of pace during season. Um, but I love Green Bay. Um, still love it. Both of our babies were born there. Um, it's an amazing city. Um, I think a lot of people should really, if they could, I would say get drafted to Green Bay. I, always <laughs> tell, I mean, if you had a choice, free agency, I would always say that should be in someone's top three for sure. All right, Raider Nation, you heard her. She said, go to Green Bay, but we ain't going to hold that against her. But I am switching to the Raiders. So how was Raider Nation to you and to the family and the city, even though you're from Southern Cal, you're not really from Northern Cal, even though you went to college there. But how was your experience when we were in the black hole? Well, believe it or not, the Raiders have a soft place in my heart, too. Oh, here we go. Soft place in the heart. (laughs) Because remember I told you when I was young, I danced halftime for the Los Angeles Raiders. Mm -hmm. Um, as a kid um, with positive steps. So that was cool. But to see them in Oakland, it was a good experience. Um, we didn't win as much. So, of course, like, you know, that's how Green Bay, we had a lot of success there. The Raiders, it was kind of tough. But one thing I could say I love about Raider Nation, win, lose, or draw, it's turned up from the beginning, no warm-ups, <laughs> until they're kicking you out of the parking lot. No doubt about and it. And my fondest memory was Kansas City uh, when we got our first win. Mm. And, you, of course, UNDC with the game winner. I mean, that was amazing. But the fans, regardless, they were just always down, always excited for their team. They, you know, they rolled with you guys no matter what. All right, so I want to ask you a question because we came from Green Bay, seven seasons in Green Bay, missed the playoffs one season. Mm -hmm. So we're so used to winning, so used to getting to the playoffs, compete for a Super Bowl. And then we signed with the Raiders and we started off 0-10. And And you seen the wear and tear was taking on me. I've never asked you, this is good we're doing this (laughs) podcast, I've never asked you, was that season we were starting 0-10, was it? kind of hard for you as well was it wear and tear on you as well how hard was that season for you it was definitely wear and tear because you know um first of all we transitioned from green bay um in everybody's mind while i was saying mine i could speak for myself i never thought we would leave green bay (laughs) so for me i'm like oh we'll be here forever it's amazing we'll compete for a championship every year um it didn't work out that way but so to transition to go back home to the raiders it was a exciting time for us and then to start off, okay, we lose game one, you mm. know, against the Jets. Yes. It was close, but it's like, okay, then we lose two. Mm. Then we're, we lost five. Oh, oh now we're at 0 and 8. Okay, mm. wait a minute, God. Like, okay, <laughs> all signs pointed to the Raiders. Like, you know, show us what you're trying to do with our lives and, you know, with James's career. Um, it was tough because I know you. You wanted to do more to help your team and you felt like 
you know, ah, like what else can I do? Um, But you can only do so much. You're only one person. So it took a toll because I saw you spending more hours at the facility and more hours studying and watching film and doing things and training extra. So it, it took a toll, but I mean, it was good to finish at least when it went three, four games, mm-hmm, three, so three games. Three, yeah. yeah. All right. So now I want to talk about, so we get to the Raiders. Yes. We go 0 and 10. I kind of do my part on the football field of helping us win ball games, even though we only won three, I kind of felt like I did my, my part. Other than the double fumble. Other yes. than the double fumble. And you would bring that up. That's all good though. Other than the double fumble. But, but then we get the call uh-huh. that James Jones, we are releasing you. I will never forget that night. How did you feel? Cause okay, that was so the wait, first no, time we experienced that. We, we come into the off season. James is training. We go to Atlanta to celebrate my brother-in-law's um, 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. And we land back in Oakland. And James, of course, with his late night snack. And he's like, stop, let's get a snack before we go home. <laughs> my late night snack that time was Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't like no piece of candy, nothing, some Taco Bell. <laughs> so we, he's in Taco Bell. And his phone rings, obviously. And he comes out and he's talking on the phone. And I can tell when I'm talking to Reggie McKenzie, Yeah, but I can tell when something's serious when he's on the phone, just like his facial expression, his eyes, like I know James and he just walked out and he's just like, he doesn't get in the car. He holds the conversation outside. I'm like, okay, what's going on? But never in a million years that I think it was like us being released. I thought maybe, you know, someone was sick or whatever the case may be, nothing about football. And he got in the car and he sat down. Mind you, his food's still on the counter at Taco Bell. He forgot about that. (laughs) He says, babe, we've been released. And I said, this was on May 4th. He's like, no. I'm like, no way. He said, yeah, Reggie called me and just said that, you know, they're going to go younger at the position. And, you know, he appreciates everything I've done and even coming to the Raiders and free agency. And it was just like disbelief. But the wife and me... Like, okay, all the questions that run through my head, like, is James okay? Like, how does he feel? And more so, like, is he going to be embarrassed when it hits the waiver wire tomorrow? Um, Because he's never been released before. Like, how is this going to look? You know, one year and done. Okay, what is the media going to say? What are the teams going to think? Do they think, like, oh, he's washed up, he's done? Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of things going through my head, like, okay, we're home. Where do we go next? We have two boys. Like, okay, we have to figure all this out. But first things first, is James okay? And he handled like a trooper. One thing about him, he's always going to put on a facade for me that he's fine. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, we'll just figure it out. But that night, like, I could just tell he was a little restless. And then when he hit the waiver wire, everyone calling, oh, the Raiders are crazy. Why did they do that? So, of course, that doesn't make you feel better because it's like you feel the same way. Like, yeah, they're crazy. But it was a tough time, but we got through it. But it happened for a reason. No doubt about it. Want more great NFL content? This is Kyle Madsen, co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles podcast, Check out my podcast and other NFL podcasts on the network by searching Blue Wire and iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast players. 
don't get me wrong. I was shocked too, because I mean, coming off where you know I led in mostly all the categories at receiver, so you're looking at it like, okay, you know, I'm safe. They're not going to cut me, and to get that call, and then for that to be the first time it's ever happened to you, I was shocked. But I think I don't necessarily think I was scared like of what's going to happen next. You know, I think you being a wife, you was kind of worried about that. But I think I kind of felt like, okay, I put some good film on tape, so I would get picked up from somewhere, somebody right. else. And then I talked to my agent and he, Frankie Bauer, and he was like, look, don't worry about it. We'll get somewhere, this and that. And right, right. we ended up back where it all started. What was the feeling? I know the feeling for me when I got off the airplane. Well, we got to go before that. Oh, yeah, so Giants. Yes, New So York. we'll go to New York first. <laughs> so New York, I signed with New York. The reason why I signed with New York is the same exact offense as Green Bay. And it was later, so yeah. it, was, it would be easier so to So I ain't got to learn the whole mm-hmm. playbook. Just get in there and get off running. And we get to New York. And and I'm the type of wife where James is, I'm me and my kids are going to go. <laughs> we're a family. So I don't care if we're in New York for two days and he gets cut or we stay the whole year. Yes. Um, he went to New York. I told him, okay, um, give me a week. Me and the kids will be there. We won't, like, really plant seeds there. But literally I went. A week later, I had an apartment on standby. If we make the team, (laughs) we're just going to get an apartment. And with our boys, they were so young. We just made it like a vacation. Like, hey, we're going to live in New York for the next month or so. Let's see how it goes. They loved the time there. I did, too. The Giants was a good organization as well. Um, Really didn't get to know too much. But the players, I love. They embraced James, Victor Cruz, Odell. Like, they respected his game. And as a wife, it's not about all the accolades. That's why James always says respect. And I agree 110%. <laughs> all you want is to be respected and people to acknowledge what you've done, what you've brought to the game. And if no media members or no one else recognizes it, you know, his peers did. And I thought that was very important. And they used to call him Unc and like, hey, how <laughs> did you do this? Old and, school, yeah. You know, old school. So <laughs> it was pretty cool, the experience. But of course, we go to, it was cut down time. We're like, okay, we'll go to Central Park, take the kids to the zoo. We're eating breakfast. And the Giants had my telephone number. (laughs) And my phone. You see how I worked that out? If you cut me, don't call me, man. Call the wife. (laughs) So the Giants have my number. So we're at breakfast and. I don't want to alarm the kids, even though they're young. They don't know. I'm like, babe. But wait, though, we want. Okay. I want to back up a little bit okay. because first off, so before cut down day, obviously Jordy Nelson tears oh, his ACL and he Jordy. gets he gets hurt. And when I got back to the locker room, this is probably maybe three four days before cut down day. I get back to the locker room and my phone is blowing up. I mean. Jordy Nelson just tore his ACL. Everybody's calling me. I'm getting calls from everybody. Man, come back to the Packers and help you, us out. Sorry to cut you off, but even before the locker room, remember you're on the Giants sideline and yeah. you turn around, look at me, and I just put my hand and my yeah. face in my palm and I'm shaking my head and you're looking like, what's wrong? Yeah. And I just mouth to you, it's Jordy. Mm. And I you, your face just right sunk now, on the man. sideline, oh, like, man. what is wrong? Yeah. And then that's when you went to the locker room and you text me. You're yeah. like, everyone's blowing me up. It's Jordy. And you were just concerned about Jordy. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, Jordy is probably one of my best friends in this business. So, I mean, yeah. I never 
Like if it means Jordy getting hurt, me getting back to the Packers, I would never want it to be Absolutely. that way, man. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy is my guy, one hundred percent, or should I say three hundred percent? Because Jordy, <laughs> Jordy is my guy, and I never want to see any of them dudes get hurt. Um, but when he did, all those guys were blowing me up over there. Even Jordy, Jordy was like, "Man, yeah. I, I'm hurt, man. I hope we can get you back over here." And, because uh, they saw that the yeah. Giants weren't putting yeah. you in as much in the preseason. Well, you know, the players more so, but. And it was same offense, so they knew, okay, shoot, I got my legs under me, and, you know, I'm in the same offense. So when we got the call, Giants fans, I'm going to tell you right now, too, when we got the call that you guys were releasing me, (laughs) oh, this lady right here, she was so happy because she. She was so happy. I can't say it was different from when the Raiders cut me. She was sad when the Raiders cut me, but when the Giants cut me, she was so happy because she knew. I didn't know, but I was praying that Ted would give us another shot. She knew once Ted seen us released that Ted would probably call and give us another shot. She was on her way back to Green Bay where all all started. Shout out to Ted, too. Congrats on the Hall of Fame. But she she was jumping up and down when I got cut everybody when I got cut she's jumping up and down like man we're going back home she just felt it and we did end up going back to Green Bay and we finished it off where it all started how was that year going back to Green Bay how did you feel when you got off the air in the in the airport where it's only two airlines well, coming first I was disappointed that the Packers didn't fly me to <laughs> I look, look okay no, first she loved the no, Packers now she don't like the Packers no because I wanted to get there because I wanted to see when you got off the plane, like, how would it be? The Packers fans, once a Packer, like, they love you, they adore you. And you really planted a lot of good seeds there from helping them homeless to giving back. Just when I used to teach at Bayport High School, how you used to come and just be in the classroom, (laughs) you know, you and Aaron coaching the powder puff game versus each other. (laughs) Like, those are experiences that, as a fan of a football team, you rarely see people really you know, become a part of the community. And you, Aaron, Brandon Jackson, like you guys are part of the community. So when we return, I'm like, oh man, I want to see how it's going to be. But here nor there, you, they booked your ticket. I booked me and the boys ticket and we were there soon after, but it was amazing. Even on the plane, the boys are like, oh, Green Bay, Green Bay. The fans, (laughs) a couple of people recognized us. They're like, we're happy to have you back. It was just amazing. It was like surreal. Like I could not believe that we had the opportunity to go back. It was. It was it was crazy. And then for me, when it really hit me is when I got off the plane, it probably was about five hundred fans at the yes. airport waiting on me to get off the plane. I felt like I was Brett Favre. I'm like, <laughs> man, they love me out here. <laughs> I'm bigger than Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I'm telling I'm pumping myself up like I know five hundred people wouldn't be here for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> right now or Brett Favre. You know what I mean? I'm just pumping myself up knowing it'll probably be fifty thousand. <laughs> But you know, I'll take the five hundred. But it was it was just unbelievable, just how they welcomed me back in, and everybody was there, super excited. But the hardest part for that too was the poker face, because yeah, you got released from the Giants. Yeah. The Packers call, mm-hmm. people are like, "Hey, you got released. Jordy's yeah. hurt. Are the Packers going to bring you back?" Yeah. And we can't say no, because you can't. haven't passed the physical. Absolutely. You have to fly into Green Bay. Yeah. But how the fans <laughs> knew you were on that flight, I, I don't know. know. It is crazy. But like family calling our Green Bay mom, Miss Rhonda, like, hey, are you coming back to Green Bay? I'll cook tonight dinner. Like, and we're like, just not answering text messages because you don't want to say because anything could happen until you sign on the dotted line. You don't want to say, yes, I'm coming back to Green Bay. 
Yeah, it was crazy, man. But it was good. We went back to Green Bay, started off, had a, had a great season. Um, but I want to go to one game in particular in that season, and that is against the Oakland Raiders when we went back to the black hole. Now, I know all the players, everybody wants to say, uh, when somebody cuts you, it's just another game and, you know, you're going to go out there and do what you've been doing. No, I wanted to dominate. I wanted to kill. I wanted to show Reggie. I wanted to show Jack Del Rio. Man, y'all should have kept me. Me and Amari Cooper would have been dynamite out here. I wanted and to crap And crap. Yep. I wanted to show them that. So when I touched the field, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. But, Jay, you got to go back a- even before then, though. Okay. You got to go back to the first game versus Chicago Bears. Yeah. Because when you – Basically could have had three t- you I had know. two yeah. coming back. Three. You could have had three, but it was a penalty, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. In which we know TJ wasn't holding. No, but and we know I should have caught it too. <laughs> exactly. Come on, JJ. Okay. But yeah. So but the text messages you received from Charles Woodson. Yeah. Who he's he's <laughs> yeah, texting. That is like, true. I forgot We're about on that. the airplane, JJ, <laughs> and they cut you. Yeah. And we turn on the sports cast and you done got <laughs> caught two tinkers and had yeah. a heck of a game. What is going on? Yeah. Like, and he said, him and Justin Tuck were sitting there talking about it, yeah. just saying, like, you know, they were happy for you that you landed on your feet. But wow, Raider Nation and the Raiders could have used yeah. something like that, no doubt about it. But so yeah, sorry. yeah. So I, I just want to go back to that game, <laughs> you know, and I know how I felt going into it. I wanted to kill. I wanted to dominate. I yes. wanted to have seven touchdowns and let them know, man, you guys should have never cut me. You being in this in the stance. Mm-hmm. What was your emotions and your feelings and all that going into that game? How how were you feeling going into that game? I was very emotional, and that's why you wanted the boys to come to the game with me. And I said, <laughs> no, this is a game that mommy has to be by herself. The whole family and friends are there. I bought my own ticket to sit by myself <laughs> at this game. I told James, I'm like, nope, I don't want a ticket. I don't want a team ticket. I want to sit. As in the first five rows, I'm going to buy my own ticket, <laughs> and I just want to be, like, focused on the game, not focused on anything or anybody else. And it was a joy to watch. It was raining, but I had my poncho on. You couldn't tell me that <laughs> I shouldn't be there. Like, no, I'm going to be there. But it was good to be back. Um, the Raiders fans were nice. Um, but it felt good to get the victory and to see you score. Too bad it was on our buddy I Charles. Know, but know. See, well, you can't hold me. <laughs> We love you, Charles, but it was good just to be back and just to find the success and to get that satisfaction. It really was. It was. It did feel good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I love you, Raider Nation. No hard feelings at no, all. I don't no, have no sensitive bone in my it's body. I love y'all. I know it's a business. You know what I'm saying? I come back and play for y'all right now, man. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> we are done. Well, anyways, all right, my last question okay. for Tamika Jones over here, my beautiful wife. Okay. What advice Hmm. would you give to these young Mm -hmm. players and their wives? Well, I just want you to talk to the wives. What advice would you give to their wives and girlfriends coming into this fraternity, the NFL? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I was blessed to have a lot of mentors, I would say. I came in as a girlfriend, so we weren't married when... um, you initially got drafted, but I had a lot of mentors and people who took me under the wing, their wings, Bettina Driver, um, Shibli Hodge, Andrea Collins, a lot of the Nicole Jennings, you know, it was the women who were already in the league. They knew the ropes. They knew how it was supposed to go. 
They kind of told me what to expect. Um, I was just excited to be, you know, to see you at the highest of heights. You know, you were drafted. So they just kind of showed me how to do things. But the Packers do a pretty good job of, you know, making sure you get accustomed to what goes on. But my advice would be just to be yourself. I know it's a lot of TV. You see how, quote unquote, an NFL wife or a girlfriend or a spouse of a professional athlete is supposed to act. I would say be you. Um, don't change. Just at the end of the day, it's a lot of change going on for the guys. So you need to be the stability to where it you don't waver and don't become a fan or don't become, you know, a headache more so. Just be who you are. Keep your spouse humble as much as possible. But don't think you have to wear a certain thing or look a certain way or do a certain thing, drive a certain car. Be you. I mean, if you want the car, go get it. But don't feel like you have to do it because you see other people with it. And I would say ball on your own budget. <laughs> you cannot budget. Look at what, like when we came in with Donald Driver, because he's in the receiver room, we were with them all the time. I couldn't come in thinking that I should have and wear and do what Bettina Driver was doing because they were on their third contract. Yeah, big money. Yes, we're on a rookie deal. <laughs> yeah. So who would I to be having, you know, everything? Like, I can't try to keep up with the next person. I had to focus on what James and Tamika could do on their budget. Um, so I would just say be yourself. Stay true to yourself and enjoy the moment. Like, enjoy it. For some people, it's shorter than others. We were blessed to play nine years. But to be in the league almost 10 years, you know, with the San Diego and stuff and all that. But I would say just enjoy the ride. The NFL is such a small period of your life. And you want to look back and feel like you enjoyed the times, travel to the games, cheer your spouse on, and just have fun. There it is. <laughs> that is my wife, Tamika. So the women out there, they got a little taste of, you know, what she went through in the nine-year career of, of being an NFL wife. So she enjoyed it. She had not a ball. Not an NFL wife. Okay, Jeez. that's James Jones's <laughs> wife, not an NFL wife like she had 15 NFL you, not players. The NFL. Yes, there we go. Yes. So as my wife, so yes. you got a little taste of, you know, kind of what she went through. So I thought that was good. I think a lot of women need to hear that and a lot of fans need to a lot of a lot of the men and the fans need to hear it too as well out there. But that is keeping it tree hunted, Fallon, get better. Yes, we'll talk Fallon, to you next week, but you. don't rush back. It's all good. We're praying for you. Speedy recovery. But that's keeping the tree hunted. We'll see y'all next week. We out of there.